This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm welcoming back Mark Vrogup. Mark is the lead pastor at College Park Church in Indianapolis, Indiana, where he has served since 2008. He's married to Sarah and they have four children. He's also a conference speaker and a council member with the Gospel Coalition. Recently, Mark has written a book to help Christians learn how to handle suffering, to learn the practice, the biblical practice of lament. It's called Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy. Read more about Mark and his writings at his website, markvrogop.com. That's Mark and then his last name, V-R-O-E-G-O-P.com. Mark, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Champ. It's great to be back with you. It's great to have you here. Really appreciate your being on with us on while back in Lamentations. What passage do you have for us today? This is Matthew 6, 33 and 34. The Bible says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So, Mark, why don't you put these verses in your own words to give us a sense of what is God's word saying here? The Bible's calling us to have a prioritization where the orientation of our hearts is to seek first the kingdom of God, to seek first his pursuits, and then all the other things that he mentions previously, the things that tend to create worry, will be added to us. Either God will supply them um, as we need them or give us the uh, strength and the grace to live without them. So all these things will be added to you. And then verse 34 is uh, particularly important. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. That's similar to what we heard just a moment ago. For tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble, which means every day there's an allotment of trouble that doesn't exceed God's ability to help us. And so this verse, verse 34, is often missed because people stop at verse 33. And I think 34 is a really, really helpful promise. So Mark, where did this verse start to become meaningful and important to you? Was there a first time you heard it preached or maybe you read it one time and it has jumped off the page? What's the story here? Yeah, I think I heard it in a sermon about uh, 10 to 15 years ago when we were in the throes of child rearing and um, I read a book by uh, Dallas Willard called Renovation of the Heart. And in that book, he says that uh, it is the godly who consume the most grace. Grace to them is like breath. They breathe grace. So they live on grace. And that's when this text began to really take on some new and important meaning for me, just understanding that whatever trouble I face, God has sufficient amount of grace prepared for me And whether that was a church issue or a family issue or some trial we were going through, that I never run out of uh, what I need when I look to God for my provision when it's in Him. That's good. Mark, I want to read it again. Before I do that, why don't you set the stage for us? Is there any on-ramp that would kind of lead up to reading these verses again? Well, it's Jesus's uh, first sermon in the book of Matthew, where he's kind of laying down the marks of the kingdom? What does it look like to be a committed follower? And in the context of a host of things that we would be uh, prone to worry about, Jesus is identifying the faith crisis that anxiety uh, 
tends to create and how do we fight against anxiety and how do we battle common worries in life, things as practical as food, clothing. Um, and uh, so this text is uh, designed to be uh, on the street, highly applicable to the challenges that we're dealing with every single day. So in the face of our own neediness, uh, our own anxiety in the face of that neediness, Jesus says this, I'm um, reading Matthew chapter six, verses 33 and 34 out of the Christian standard Bible. Here's what our Lord says to us, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So these are words of assurance from Jesus that feel very real. We, we can think of many ways on most days that we can live this out. So why is it so hard, Mark, to trust what Jesus says in these verses? Well, I think our tendency is to look ahead and we try to think through, emotionally deal with things that we, according to this text, simply do not have the grace for. So what Jesus is saying is, look, I've provided what you need, but you need to limit the scope of your concern to today, because tomorrow in this text has enough trouble of its own. That's a negative way of saying it. And at first, that doesn't sound very comforting. It's like, me saying to my wife, hey, don't don't worry about tomorrow. It's going to be really bad. I mean, that's not super comforting. <laughs> but I think what Jesus is saying here in context is there is a sufficient provision from God for everything that we face every day. And if you go forward and try and pull in problems from tomorrow, you're trying to deal with something for which you have not yet received supplied grace for. So you want to do that. You're, in effect, trying to live a graceless life. And so uh, Jesus, I think, is calling people to live in a daily increment of his provision. So I think we all want to live in that grace. But Mark, what about people who are planners? You, I mean, you're an organized guy and you think about tomorrow, uh, you think about next month, you think about next year. How do we balance the the need to be wise and plan ahead? But this verse is saying, oh, but, you know, let tomorrow take care of tomorrow. Well, how should we think about that? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think there's a difference between uh, planning and considering wisely looking to the future and then sort of ordering your life accordingly and anxiety where Jesus is addressing where we begin to uh, emotionally uh, worry and draw um, inferences and conclusions about provisions in the future such that it begins to grab a hold of our soul. So there's one thing to to think about it and to plan for it. There's another when it becomes a, a bit of an idol because the issue isn't provision. The issue in anxiety is power. I, I want to to mitigate the, the, the negative things that are going to happen in my life. And so therefore, I'm emotionally dealing with things that I don't have uh, the grace that God supplied. And that's not ready for me because it's not tomorrow yet. So it's okay to plan ahead, but not to freak out about what's coming tomorrow. I think that's exactly right. In fact, you know, the Proverbs warns us, you know, about the fact that, uh, you know, you should be able to look ahead and make plans for your future. And if you could see the path coming and you didn't avert yourself, you're a fool. Yeah. So I think there's, this isn't sort of a cavalier attitude that, that Jesus is advocating. He's speaking into the spiritual over-concern with circumstances that are beyond our control. That's helpful. So what do we do if we're feeling that anxiety? I mean, a lot of times when people struggle with anxiety, when I struggle with anxiety, it's not like something I invite into my life. It just kind of jumps on me. And right. there I am, I'm anxious. And so Jesus is telling me, well, don't be anxious. So if one of my kids were scared and I said, well, stop it, stop being scared, that you know, is going to have limited value about uh, actually taking their anxiety away. 
Where's Jesus coming from here? I think the way that you battle anxiety is by eclipsing the sinful promise that anxiety tends to offer you. That being, if I think about this, if I worry about it, I'll be able to control the circumstances. So so anxiety has an embedded promise. And you fight that promise with the promise that I'm to seek first the kingdom. I'm to realize that I don't have grace for tomorrow. And I'm to believe other promises in the scripture, like in 2 Corinthians 9, 8, which says God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. I mean, Paul just loads that verse with alls and everys in order to help remind us that there's promises that we should live on very practically and remind ourselves about those promises and not be beholden to the sinful promises connected with anxiety. That is a really helpful way of thinking about it. So Mark, for those of us who are struggling with anxiety today, would you take a moment and just pray these verses for us? Happy to. Oh, Lord, you know the rumblings of our hearts and how prone we are to fall into uh, moments of anxiety where we almost live as if you're not there and as if you don't have a track record with us of faithfulness. So we pray that the circumstances of our life would not rule us such that we end up living as though we're like not even Christians. So help us to seek first the kingdom of God. Help us to love your righteousness, knowing that no matter what happens, we can always seek those things. And then we pray that you'd help us to live in this 24-hour increment of your grace, going to bed tired, but believing that tomorrow there's going to be fresh mercy available to us. And when those promises don't seem equal in their power, meaning when anxiety seems to have a greater hold upon us, would you make the promise of your word so robust that it would eclipse the promise that is embedded in the pursuit of anxiety? So help us, Lord, to trust you and then to act on what we know to be true. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.